On this episode of the Nailed It Podcast, it's a complete spoiler cast. We talk about Avengers Endgame, Game of Thrones series finale, and the DC Arrowverse. I will also put a extra... I have extra cards or whatever. I'll try to find where they're at and put some extra ones in there. So if that ever happens again... I forget to take it out and put it in because it's literally this big. <laughs> There's context that's needed here. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you nailed it. If I ever pull it out, I'll stop. And then just you get at me about swearing, which you've been like backed off of. What? Welcome to the nailed it <laughs> super spoiler cast. One hour episode of us talking crap about the shows we like or liked. Like past tense. <laughs> liked. You, oh, you don't like shows now? Uh, depending on how you take certain shows. Ooh. You know? Ooh. And more movies. Because there were a lot of so, yeah, angry we're, people at Game of Thrones. So, first of all, we are doing a full episode of spoilers. If uh, we are going to be talking about DC... The DC Arrowverse, Game of Thrones... Game of Thrones, and... Endgame. And Endgames. If you have not seen it, this is... Your last and final warning. This is literal last and final warning. Also, uh, if you haven't seen it, shame on you. <laughs> you can't blame like homeless people for their not availability to watch entertainment television. Are you saying they can't beg for a TV? Yeah, a TV. Yes, I'm pretty sure some of them have TVs. Homeless people. Yeah, it's in somebody else's home, and they stole it. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Is it? Is no. it deep? No. Okay. Because they sold it. I'm so confused right now. Just... Alright, anyways. Let's talk about... Which which topic do you want to hear first? Game of Thrones first. Game of Thrones no, first. first. Actually, That's... I would really want to hear Nate's... Uh... Wait, you want to talk about Endgame first? Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh. Was... No, let's talk about Game of Thrones. It's two, two to one. Dang it. <laughs> did you not watch it? No, I did. Okay. Are you hurt? Yes. <laughs> See? My. That's why I said if you don't like the show anymore. Right. Um, My heart hurts. I, I really want to hear Nate's perspective on the whole thing, especially because he was gone last week, so I want to hear what you have to say, what you have to say about yourself. What did you think of uh, the season as a whole and the last episode? Well, season as a whole, obviously... So the first two episodes, to me, were feel-good episodes. It was all them coming together, people, brother, sister, haven't seen each other in, God, eight seasons. So... Um, and then it's like the the gathering before them fighting the White Walkers. That could have been done in one episode. The wait, wait, fight. Wait, the gathering of the White Walkers. You mean no, like, like, all like them? so like the first episode was just like them. Um, Jon Snow. It was them coming um, into town. So Jon Snow, Arya... Yeah, just everybody right. kind of getting together. Like, yeah. everybody coming to the north, because they're about, you know, they're going to fight the White Walkers. Yeah. 
um, and you got um, uh, Arya, you got Sansa, um, Bran, Bran, John. John, you got all of them. Um, that they've all been all over Westeros, and they haven't seen each other since season one. Most of them haven't seen each Actually, other. Actually, no, since season one, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like a feel good. Nothing crazy happens. It's all. Um, to me, it's like a feel, just a feel-good episode. Right. Um, and then the second episode is similar, where um, it's kind of like the the day leading into the night where the actual war takes place. Right. Um. Again, kind of another feel-good episode. Um, there was a lot of drinking in that episode. Like, they were all gathered around the fire. Mm. Um, I think they... I mean, that's, that's seen, typical. You know, it's it's, it's the, the last drink before the war. Right, but I mean, to me, they should have condensed that portion into one episode. Because in the second or the third episode was just all-out war. Right? Right. And then the fourth episode um, was kind of what took place afterwards. And the. Um, it's kind of where everything kind of brewed between Jon Snow um, being the rightful heir and. Um, uh, basically, the queen. Um, that being of Cersei Lannister. Well, like. Or are you talking about Daenerys? Um, Cersei. Yeah, I think it showed a little bit of her in that episode, um, kind of gathering everybody together. But it was more um, Daenerys, uh, kind of. Realizing that, um, that the North, even though they want, they're gonna help her. They're, she feels like they're they're not gonna help her, um, and that. <coughs> Continue talking. Um, that she just wants to go straight from that battle to Cersei and just you know back to back they're like I think they would have been better off resting and kind of getting well, everybody no, yeah. I, I agree with you they they should have they should have paused gather the, make sure the troops were fine but you gotta think about who she's been rolling with literally a group of men called the Unsullied and the Dothraki who do nothing but kill and right. pillage but um, in, in terms of uh, in terms of those episodes, wa like watching Daenerys get like the entirety of, for me is like the entirety of her anger is just based off jealousy, which is clear. You know, it's like John is favored as the king of the North. 
he has people that follow him because the north of loyal to, you know, a person. Especially that little girl, um, Jorah Mormont's uh, cousin. Right. Badass, by the way. She's up there in front of, like, she's, like, what, 12, 13? And she's, like, schooling all of these old men in, in bravery and whatnot. She's like, I'm, I'm going to, you know? Um, I, I do, I do agree, like, sh- they should have waited. But I think at this, what was it? They, they just, Daenerys was going crazy by that point. She's been going crazy right. since, like, season five. Um, and so that, that you obviously saw that, um, kind of, you know, her father, was it her father? Was it Yeah, Mad her King? father was the Mad King. And kind of seeing her kind of start to go mad, um, herself. Right. Um, but, so, you put the first two episodes into one, and then I just feel like that the ending should have been longer than it was. Just like everything kind of condensed um, and then Jon Snow um, obviously being half-blooded Targaryen um, is able to basically walk past the dragon because the dragon recognizes him as Targaryen. I believe that's, you know, and I believe so it's just him and Daenerys in the castle by the Iron Throne and he kills her and then the dragon picks her up after destroying the the Iron Throne and where'd she go? Probably to, uh, well, the thought is that he took her back to um, wherever she's from. I don't recall where Where's she's your, from. But so, so what's your problem? What, Where'd she go? Is that right. really the problem? Is she's that your dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, by this know, point, Melisandre's been gone. Like, she she was done as soon as the, the White Walker situation happened. I mean, there's been only one other Red Priestess... Right. That that showed up, and I think that was in Dawn. Or Dorn. So what is your problem with the show? Well, my favorite character, besides Jon Snow, was Daenerys. Okay. And... It's like, obviously you saw her go mad that last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's... And then... <clears throat> this whole season, she was going mad. And the season right. before. Every time she was talking to Jon Snow, she said, are you going to bend the knee? All the other seasons before leading up to that, she's like, yeah, we can be friends and we can work together, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden she got to a point where she's like, I I don't trust you unless you bend the knee. It was season, it was the season where, I think it was season five, while, while everybody in Westeros is dealing with the bullshit sept that Cersei decided to, to upbring into power, which she promptly destroyed with a whole bunch of super napalm, uh, Daenerys was dealing with the slavers fight or the slavers fighting back to have their slaves. It was at that point where they had to choose, um, like when they when there was the three slaver guys 
and they chose, like, right before Daenerys flew off on the dragon, as soon as she said, you know, make him choose, that's when she that's when she lost it. And she's just flying around, yippity doodah all over this dragon, just flailing arms while it's blowing fire on all these ships. Daenerys has been going crazy. You could tell with the attitude that she's throwing at everybody. Anytime anybody is like, I get it, you're queen. That makes sense. Um, but anytime anybody had a differing opinion, even her advisor is Tyrion, she threw a fit. Right. And it, it was, and it was she, like that. Yeah, she just kind of did it her own way anyway. And, and, and the way that the way that it like has been set up since I think it was like season one or season two, when she has a vision of her in the throne room next to the Iron Throne. Actually, yeah, it's when her baby dragons got stolen. And she was dealing with the whole court of evil, creepy wizards. And they were going to keep Daenerys there. It's like they, the entire building was filled with ash falling from the sky. And she was about to chest the throne before she heard her dragons. Where it was the same, it was the same situation as it, as it was in that last scene. It was ash and what for some reason it looked like snow. I don't know. It was super weird. But she goes up and she touched the throne. But you you could tell. Like, all, all it literally took was, uh, what's her name, like, getting killed. Because she would have been fine storming the outside of the walls. All she had to do was storm the outside of the walls, destroy all the ballistas. And she already had a dragon, so and no ballistas could fire at him. Bam. She could have gave up. Uh-huh. But she's like, no. Everybody in this city is evil. Due to one person killing my best friend, I'm blowing it up. Right. It was also, um, yeah, she, she definitely, um, she had this point where she just snapped. Mm-hmm. And it, everybody's mad that Jon Snow killed her. And I'm like, well, he's been following a whole bunch of people that have been crazy the whole time. And he's been seeing this pattern repeat of... The cycle of violence. The cycle of violence. And and the fact that his, you know, they've been fighting with the Lannisters. 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 I can't think this morning. Uh, They've been fighting with the Lannisters, and every time they try to make a deal with them, and every time they try to work with them, they basically double-cross them like crazy. Yeah. And... He's new to the situation. He trusted her at first, and then all of a sudden, he started seeing the same things. Yeah, just well, cause, yeah, because he was a hundred percent just gonna follow her. Right, he's like, Tyrion's I'm a, like, right, dude, bitch, be cray cray. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, he was on the path to following her, but there was so many. It was basically he's been in so many bad dating relationships that he was able just to see the flags. <laughs> Well, the only the only one I can think of is uh, what Ygritte, Ygritte from with the Wildlings, and that was completely his bad because he went north of the Wall. They set it up so that he could follow the Wildlings. He fell in love accidentally with one of the Wildlings, and then when he betrayed them and they came to storm the Wall, a, the little you know language, the little shit that saved his life is the one that ended up stabbing him in the end. Right. So, all that to say, (laughs) he learned his lesson. And he knows that if she just keeps going, one, she's not going to stop. 
No. She she it, she was mad queen by the time she hopped on the wall. Right. She Yeah. And I get it. And everybody else was upset that uh the Lannisters didn't get their just desserts, they died in the cave or whatever. And I'm like Seemingly unscathed, by the way. And I'm like They literally saw everything they cherished and hold dear melt in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> Basically everything that they had was gone at that point. Everything that they cherished, all their power was all gone. And she died scared and alone in the cave. With her pregnant with her uh, unborn baby inside of her. Right. Which was the thing well, that she cherished really cherished the most. Alone because Jamie was there. Right, Jamie was there, but which, by the way, he left, he could have been completely safe. Right. He knew his sister was fucking crazy. She banished him from the kingdom, and yet, you know, he came back after spending oh, an entire war fighting White Walkers and being with Brienne, and he just fucked off because of his sister. Well, it's because he, he has the weak character. He has... He is one of the best strongest characters in the entire show until it comes to his sister and then he is just the worst character like he would he would be the the best king but he has a a sister that basically just like got the noose around the yeah so no because like when when Jay like because what really set it off for me is that I was watching the Rooster Teeth podcast and they were talking about it was like, so Jamie just left Brienne, and that's that like it stuck with me because I know that Brienne and Jamie like they have a history. Right. And granted, it took them eight seasons to get to the point where like, okay, cool, this is actually gonna go somewhere, and it's like, all right, and he just fucks off. Pardon my French, but it's like I was really angry about it. I was actually like frustrated because I'm like. She's been nothing but kind to you. Right, but you, 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 you made her a knight, and you're just gonna go do it for your stupid sister. By the way, she killed all your children for the most part. Right. Because for one, you couldn't hold a leash on Joffrey. You, you like you guys sent off your daughter. And then by the time you got her, she got poisoned because you had the mountain kill her, um, the mistress's uh, boy toy. Uh-huh. And then because you made the sept into power, then blew up the sept with Marjorie, you killed uh, Tormund. Right, but I understand you're upset, but doesn't that make you upset in real life when that actually happens? Like... You no, know the person, relationships. right? I I've known many people that are in these relationships that they go well and then they, they go back to the well, crazy ex. Right? They they're like, yeah, they break up with their ex and then they start this new relationship and everything like that, and then all of a sudden they just go back where they were miserable. Yeah, and. They were fighting all the time, yeah. but for some reason they go back to that person. Yeah, I know. And I think it doesn't make sense to me, but in that reference of the storyline for him, it makes sense. Yeah, they 
they are a terribly weird codependent relationship and um, they kind of thrive off of that. The, it's just like those people out there that thrive off of, you know, um, like bad relationship type things. They want to fight in a relationship for some reason. Yeah. And you're just like, why? Why do you think that's healthy to fight in a relationship? Because it shows that we're passionate. No, it just shows that you're terrible people. <laughs> that well, I don't remember what season it was, but it was the season where um, uh, Cersei basically used the the church. The, well, yeah, it was like the church. It's the sept. The sept. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so oh, that was season five. That was like the only time. I think that I was on Cersei's side because I did not like those people. <laughs> right. The problem so. is that she brought them into power. Right. Because what was it? What was her reasoning for that? She she brought them into power. It was part of. Weren't they kind of part of uh, the queen? Like so, her sons, Marjorie. Yeah. Wasn't it kind of part mm. of that? Mm-mm. No. 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 Um, freaking five seasons a long time ago. Some, some, I forget her exact reasoning because Marjorie was just. Uh, oh God, I gotta, I gotta try and remember this now. All right, why, why you try to remember that? I'm just gonna say this real quickly. We're going kind of long on this section. Thirty minutes. We, we have other things we need to do. Right. We have other things we need to talk about. So we need to wrap up this section. I mean, say what we, can, what, did we like it and did we not like it? The season. I'm... I'm hanging on the fence on the side of... No. You didn't like it. But maybe, like, one leg over? Okay. Because the first two episodes, I like that feel-good episode. The... Um, I got the... Um, HBO Go to be able to watch this season. Right. And I was watching it on my computer. Um, the season, or the episode three were the battle. Right. And a lot of people were complaining that it was too dark. I mean, it was dark, but I didn't I, have I, any issues with it. I ha- I was watching it on a tablet. I didn't have any issues with it. It was, yeah, so it was I mean, dark, but it was like... Should have been like it's the way it should have been. You would I, think they would... I thought I thought they did a good job with that. Are we still talking about the the Battle of the White Walkers? Yeah, that was completely fine. Like yeah, well, yeah I, like a I, lot I, of people I, were complaining that this. It was, there was a lot of people complaining it was too dark, and I was, was like, dark. it seemed fine to me. It's a I mean, battle like at night. It on your phone. <laughs> it, it's legitimately a battle at night where the Night Walkers have the most battle like ground, well, and then and then they you know bring in like a blizzard like. Cloud exactly. Cover. Even if it was daytime, if the White Walkers are running through there, you're not going to be able to see anyway because it just would have created a blizzard. I get it. You can't see everything, but it was it was thematically appropriate since legitimately what the White Walker could have done or the Night King was bring the Long Night. That's what he was doing. So people that are complaining is because oh I can't see the visuals and I don't know what's going on. It's like what do you mean? People are dying. People are getting stabbed. And there's a dragon that breathes blue fire, a Zambambo dragon with blue fire, blowing fire. 
that's all that you needed to see. Right. It, it, I, was, it was thematically appropriate, in my opinion. I, I thought so, too. Okay, I like the season. Um, I thought I thought it had a decent arc. I wish... The only thing... There's a few things I wish would have happened. One, the, uh, the White Walker would have been two episodes. That's the only thing. I, I, I wish that was just stretched out a little bit more. Um, and then the only other thing I didn't like was... <laughs> the, it was kind of funny because the episode before we talked about how we thought uh, Brand was a useless character, and then he ends up being the king. And I'm just like, you. what's crazy is that there was a um, there was a poll in Vegas on seeing who's going to be the new king of Westeros or king or queen of Westeros. Brand had the top spot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> with, with the with the Greyjoys <laughs> being at the bottom. He so had like the so we'll, let's yeah, just talk the about the ending real quickly. I thought Jon Snow being banished is fine because... He got off easy. Well, one, yes, he got off easy. And two, Tyrion knows he's... he. It's not like he's not a thinker. He knows that nothing is going on over there. That's why he got banished over there. It's so he can just go live his life. Well, you know that... Like, there's nobody... Nobody's going to so go check on him. My thought, <laughs> my thought on that was he's not even... He's no longer even going to be... At the night watch, because he's went out north, right, with the wildlings, right. That's where they're from. I know, but that he was, that was with them for like almost a whole season, right. That was the point. No, Terry know. knows that there's nothing out there for him to do. He knows that, but all that's out there is the wildlings, and he knows he's going to go to flip, them. You flip that around, the group of people that wanted to kill him and agreed for him to, like, to that be a punishment for him to. You know, be banished, not be able to hold any land, all that crap. They left. Right. They went on to wherever. Right. So, why? What was to stop Bran from, re, you know, revoking that sentence and bringing Jon Snow back to? Because technically, Jon Snow is dead. <laughs> he just—he doesn't want a part of anything. He wants to be gone. He no, does. right, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the the group that wanted to kill him are pretty much no longer um, an issue because they left Westeros. Right, but do they not have ears or eyes? I don't know, they basically <laughs> went to... Let me ask you something, this. If you have a whole group of people that their whole goal in life is to kill people... And then they find out that you reverse something right after they left. Do you think they're going to be mad? Well, yeah, probably. Okay. Do you think they're going to come back and just rage against the machine? Wait, I'm sorry. I was, I was looking up the, the situation. I'm assuming you guys are talking about the fact that Jon Snow killed Daenerys and then everybody was mad at Jon Snow. Uh, well, no, we were talking about, yes, but well, Jon's his punishment. Was going off to the wall or whatever. Right. Right, but like, so the way that I look at it is that, uh, yes, I'm, uh, let me, let me see if I can get this straight. You're wondering why they got mad at him for doing that? No. No, 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 He's wondering why doesn't once the the Thraki leave, Uh why doesn't he just reverse the sentence? Oh, you mean the the Unsullied? (coughs) Yeah. The Unsullied and all that whole group that wanted his 
his him dead. They were the ones that wanted to kill him, like because right. they killed their mm-hmm. queen, right? So, but then What's right that? after that, they left. They, like they offered them this land, and they're like, "No, we're going." Right. I think they I, they said it. Um, well, and okay, and so, leaving, so you're right? wondering why they didn't reverse the sentence after that. Well, because well, I mean, it's something that they could technically do, or I mean, he could right he could do because to establish, it's to establish his power as the new king of Westeros. You have right, to, and and knowing Bran, he already knew what was going on because even if he does that, that still makes Jon Snow a public enemy in the eyes of certain people. Right. Yeah. It, it, it does because like does. because now he is a queen slayer. By this point, he is effectively what Jamie Lannister is too. It's just it's it's though it's a cool title. I killed the king that was bringing tyranny to our land. It's like cool. You don't have any issue with stabbing somebody in the back, right? It, it, it's just it's just it's just like looking at it's, you it's, and you become a threat. It's it's safer for them just to go go that way. Yeah, just just get the hell out of Westeros. Go to the north. Right. Go beyond the wall and just don't come back. It's safer for you. Be with the wildlings. Become the king. Uh, um, the the king north right. of the wall, and just live a happy life with people that will allow you to be free instead of having all these, all these like priorities held down. Because yeah, it was the entire like last two seasons. John didn't want to really become Lord Commander. But then he became Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Then he got promptly killed for it. Then he became um, the King of the North by the other warden or the other Lords of the North when he didn't want to, but he accepted it graciously because he just he's like these my people need me, so I'm going to do it. So he became the king. Kind of had a lot of problems. Had to travel to go get Dragonglass because besides Valyrian Steel, but I think by that point they didn't know that Valyrian Steel really worked. No, they did. Because when they went to go get the Wildlands. So they know Valyrian Steel works by this point, but they need a lot of Dragonglass. Oh, so they go get the Dragonglass. But every at this, episode. Every episode. <laughs> Consistence. Um, so he goes, he goes, sees Daenerys, and he's like, okay... Uh, I just want to be friends. I need the dragon glass. Like bend the knee. It's like I really don't want to. My people need their king. Bend the knee, lady. Stop. Bend the knee. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go do this. So they go grab a White Walker to go show Cersei. Hey, shit's getting kind of crazy over here. And then he almost dies. Daenerys loses a dragon and then become BFF for life. And they uh, do the dirty to seal the deal. Friendship and. There was a high five. At right. Too. So then he has, he bends the knee. He becomes a lord again, and then he works for Daenerys. Okay. Cool. Um, all this stuff happens. She blows the entire town straight to hell, and then Tyrion's like, "You know how this is going to end." Her father went crazy. He was fine. Went crazy. She is right there. You literally saw her burn an entire town. Your, like... His town. Yeah. His town with his people, and they said, if they ring the bell, that means they're done. Which they did, and she promptly kept going. So, she's like, you gotta make And everybody was... And the the funny thing is, (coughs) everybody was like, why didn't she just go back and just destroy the tower and then be done with it? I was like, no... The, the better thing for her to do is you just 
burn your way all the way across, and then you destroy it at the very end when everything is melted. Yeah. And then, and then basically you're like, what do you got? Yeah. Nothing. All right. See you later. Yeah. And so, so getting to the end, it's like cool. You know what she's going to be like. You see what she locked me up for. And John Snow's like, she's my queen. I can't, I can't do anything to her. It's like, all right, cool. So, and did you, you also see that the Simpsons called it? Did they? Yeah, it was another prediction that they did like three or four years ago. Oh wow. <laughs> no, but it goes like this: is like, so essentially, you're ter- you're having a mad queen usurp a mad queen. Sir, by this point, Cersei and da- and Danny are the same person. One just has a dragon. You know, and it's like she had to go, hundred percent had to go, for for the for the great for the greater the kingdom, they needed somebody who wasn't going to utterly destroy the kingdom. Where Cersei was conniving and sneaky and legitimately blew up the entire church, like. Uh, by the way, the reason she gave this the High Septon power and all that is because she wanted to out Marjorie. She just completely wanted to out Marjorie, and it backs it like backslided on her. Right. So that that's the entire reason why she gave the high the High Sparrow power. Right. She gave him power so she can get more power. Yeah. But it ended up back in fire. Yeah. So, anyways, wrap okay. it up. Like the season? No. You're indifferent. Indifferent. Because I, I, the way that it was like, I, since I pinched everything and I was going to the end, I got there and it still left a hole. Like, it was. It wasn't enough. And so, but what I, what I did enjoy was them getting, getting to where they needed to. Everybody had a happy ending, quote unquote. Granted, um,. In a, in a show about nobody having a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John being able to go north of the wall, fine. Uh, Arya going west of Westeros, completely fine. I want to see that adventure. Right. Um, Bran being the king of Westeros makes sense. You guys did not do anything to lead that to where it was. Right. Um, it's terrible. Granted, yes, have the man that can legitimately see anything and everything past, present, and future. That makes sense. Right. Catch people in their dirty deeds. Also, it also makes Tyrion basically the king. Yeah. <laughs> well, him being the hand, it's like almost being the king anyways. Right. And then uh, Sansa being uh, queen of the north, I don't know how they're going to do that effectively. Because it's like, okay, we're going to cease from Westeros. What if shit goes south? That's for another episode. That'll never happen. Right. Anyways, I'm... I know, but that that's the point, is you can't... You can't... It, either th- you end it by leaving things open, or you end it by everybody dying. Yeah. So, so those are your only options. And I'll be all... I'm indifferent. It was an enjoyable getting to the end, though I knew it was going to be a... a like... A train wreck going at Mach seven by the end of it. I I liked it. I, I I think it's funny that everybody is petitioning to have it redone, and I'm just like, you guys could not, all of you guys together could not write even one episode. No, no, not even close. So stop your bitching. Go home. 
<laughs> focus on actual issues. Or you just write your fanfic and present it to somebody who cares. Right. Because to get the cast back together, the money to do it, and all that stuff. If you want to redo the whole season, put up or shut up. You need to raise probably half a billion dollars to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not going to do that, then shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You couldn't do it. And, and, most, and the reason why you have the job you have is because you can't do that. So And, and half of them <laughs> would just have Danny survive anyway and also not go crazy. Right. Exactly. That's, that's literally all it is. People love Danny so much that they don't want to see the fact that, well, she burned down an entire city and children, but she's still a good queen. No, she killed people. Right. She it, killed a lot of people that did not deserve it. Bitch had to go. Right. I, so, I love the Mother of Dragons, but bitch had to go. But yeah, it's just one of the things, you don't like it, tough, life, move on. <laughs> Next topic, Endgame. Endgame, okay. Uh, where do you want to go with this? Like, did you like it? Did you not like oh, it? I, spoiler, I, Iron Man's dead. This is a spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know, I loved it. <laughs> I thought they did an amazing job with this movie. I <laughs> they they, so, they they did something for me that just really has no point of relevance. Since I have a I'm a big fan of like strong females. When they had the entire woman shot, I'm like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing to me is is it was kind of annoying that they always had to take away their strongest power, and she's just like, I'm gonna go. Check on other planets. We have other people who can do that, you know. And we also have these things called phones. But she, she's a Green Lantern, <laughs> effectively, so she has to go patrol space and whatever and get that haircut over there in the next galaxy. Right, I know. The, there's the supercuts, and she had to go. She had an appointment at 9, and it was 8.30. Yeah. She had to leave. I yeah. get it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, we, we checked out the times to Hopefully use the Hopefully she the barber. Saying. Yeah, I would not tip the barber with that haircut. <laughs> um, I thought it was a great movie. I I thought um, we checked out the times to take use the bathroom in between because it's a three hour movie, and um, it was well paced. Like I did not get bored. Yeah, and I also didn't have to use the bathroom, which was nice. <laughs> I think I had to use it once, but I think it was during one of their uh, going back in time sequences. Right, and I am I'm indifferent about the going back in time thing. I I almost don't like it when it's introduced because then it becomes like this. Oh, we can fix anything. Well, but well, but at the same time, I get it. I did not get my Deadpool ending. I did. Have the Loki character come back, and I don't know if he's still alive or dead. Yeah. Um, what kind of explains how he... I mean, I didn't see Dark World. So, technically, the way that he escaped was before Dark World. Anyways, um, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the character endings. You know, how did you feel about Steve Rogers... For once, being selfish, and then, you know, going and marrying Miss Peggy. See, I kind of had a feeling that's what was... When, it, when he was like, I'm going to go back in time, I was like, oh, he's going to stay. <laughs> but I thought, the way Iron Man died, 
was probably the best way Iron Man could Yeah, be. that's the best way he could have went out. Best possible. Like, if he would have died by uh, Thanos doing something to him, it would kind of been... It would have been cool, but at the same time kind of lame. Yeah. The way he died by saying, I am Iron Man, which wasn't in the original script. Was that completely ad-libbed? That was completely ad-libbed. Yeah. Um, RDJ for the win. Right. So that was ad-libbed. He, they were actually going to have him some, say something different. Also, Steve Rogers going back in the past, everybody was mad and confused because they were saying, well, does that wipe out... Peggy's actual husband and kids and um, apparently the people that wrote the script for Endgames are the same people that wrote the script for the um, the show about her and apparently he was always the dad in that show it was Steve Rogers that's weird so that's super weird. So they wrote it in a typical way where everybody was freaking out that he took over and then that means their kids don't exist. He actually went back in the past and he was the dad in those episodes. I never watched Agent Carter, but okay. Uh, so Didn't he have a weird thing with Carter's grand uh, Agent Carter's granddaughter for a hot minute? Yeah, for a little bit. That's weird. Uh, that's that's Game of Thrones level of weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. They're not related. So, but what? Okay, I'm not gonna go there. Anyways. Anyways, so yeah, he so they title that in where basically he was a father, but it also creates a new thing out there where Steve Rogers' kids also have the super serum basically in them. Mm. So they have. Uh, Steve Rogers kids out there somewhere in the in the universe um, that are basically all grown up at that point and they also have mutant powers or whatever how did he return the soul stone um, I don't they I don't remember that I, I looked at that and um, that's the only one that he couldn't return properly to its time I think he had to just basically have it, basically give it to Red Skull. I don't know. I don't he, know because by that point, it, it, the only way to get it is from the planet itself, from that altar. Right. So giving a Infinity Stone to Red Skull. I don't know. I'd have to look up that one. I didn't. I wasn't too sure about that one either. Um, some of the other ones. It's kind of weird. I mean, Anyways, whenever you mess with time, it gets weird. All I'd say, I I really like how they got rid of those characters. Um, I I thought it was just a really well put together movie. Um, the smart Hulk thing was kind of weird to see. I thought it was funny when they went back to the first movie and it's like. Just hitting cars. Right. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, like, he's like, <laughs> he just doesn't want to. <laughs> right. He, I, just go down the street and hit cars, and he's like, uh, <laughs> uh, and he's like, uh, he's yeah. kind of disappointed seeing a young, basically like seeing a young photo of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything on it, Nate? No, it was a good movie. Um, I like the way it ended. I don't, 
Yeah. I mean, I don't have too much on it. I kind of want to see it again. Yeah. I just haven't gotten um, around to it. There, there was, like, as the movie came out and, like, people dropped the spoiler, the spoiler ban and all, like, and whatnot, um, you've been seeing, like, little nods and hints of, like, random things that kind of happened. Like, one of the ones that kind of, like, got to me as I read it was Bucky being at the funeral. Right. Because he wasn't in a suit. So people were like, Bucky didn't wear a suit to the funeral because he didn't know if whether or not he was invited until, like, the day of. So then he shows up in just, like, a jacket and, like, a hat because he didn't, he didn't know if him being there would offend Pat or not since he was the one that killed Tony's parents. Right. So, like, that was a good little subtle nod. Some of the things that they say to each other, like, um, uh, oh, there's a specific line between Bucky and Cap where it's like, you're ta- like, don't do anything stupid out there. It's like, how, how can I when you're taking all the stupid with you? Like, subtle nods from, like, past movies and stuff like well, that. Well, and then there was also the, at the very end, Captain America gave the shield to, uh, not to Bucky. To Sam. To Sam. Yeah. And... And Bucky just kind of gave the nod, and everybody was saying, "Well, that was kind of basically I've." It was a nod to the basically the past of where he did do that, and now he's not going to do it going forward. It's going to just pass right on past him. Um, I don't know why he should be Captain America, because he doesn't have super strength, and I mean all he can do is fly, and he's got, he's got a. Can do attitude. <laughs> I know that he becomes Captain America in the comics, right? But then again, so is Bucky at some point, right? That's what I mean. Bucky is understandable because he's got like the super serum type thing, yeah. And but it just doesn't make sense for the guy that doesn't have super serum, and all he can do is fly. I, I think this is because, uh, granted, if you look at the history between Cap, Buck, and Sam. Um, Cap and Buck have had the situation where Sam's kind of, or that that Bucky has lost himself, and he just got it back. Plus, he legitimately just you know came back from the dead and whatnot. But Buck still is somewhat traumatized from him being brainwashed and becoming the Winter Soldier. Right. Um, whereas Sam, Sam's kind of been his protege for a little bit. Right. And he's followed him into battle. As many times as probably Bucky has. Right. And for the most part, also, every time you find Bucky, he's, like, in the woods camping by himself. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to, like, chop wood or something like that. He's trying to live the Hawkeye life. Yeah. And then I also thought it was good that they gave Iron Man a chance to have a normal life for a little while. And then... So that makes it extra sad. Well, it makes it sad, but he had the life. Mm-hmm. That he always wanted. Yeah. So, it's not like he didn't get to enjoy that at all. Yeah. It, well, it just sucks. Everybody it, dies. You're right. Everybody dies. But, I mean, granted, I'm not over here with the God complex or anything, but I think it's just messed up when a parent can't see their child fully grown up or, like, to be with them every step of the way to get there. Like, like what they did with uh, Scott Lang with Ant-Man. Yeah. How he was just gone for five years and then just came back or whatever. And his daughter's like 16, 17. Right. Or whatever. It's like you miss an entire portion of your kid's life. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. 
So, and, I mean, granted, Iron Man went on his own terms. He did the superhero thing. He did what he needed to do to protect his family. Yeah. Even if that meant costing his life. Even though he really didn't want to go into this battle in the first place. Which is, yeah. Which, a, he ended awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, he did what... The the what the event what the Avengers first set out to do as soon as they introduced Iron Man, he did what he needed to do to get the job done, and it was amazing. Yeah, all around great film. Um, I don't really see like the negative parts of the movie are so small that it really doesn't matter. Um, but I think the only issue I've seen people really have with it was uh, Thanos' motivation by the end of it, but I don't... His motivation, in my opinion, is still the same. He need, he wants to collect the Infinity Stones so he can eradicate half, if not all, of the universe right. and then live a simple life, even if it costs him everything. Um, there was no difference in motivations between the two characters. I think they just want to say one was more sympathetic because of him having to sacrifice Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Right. Which, by this point, he wouldn't have had to do because they brought the shit to him. Right. So, and that that was the thing. Is, is Oh, I we also forgot about Black Widow's death. <laughs> I figured we were going to get there. It's, just, it's, it's really hard to talk about because it's like... Natasha Romanoff being in that in that series of movies has been there ju- almost just as long as Iron Man has. Right, but it's strange that now she gets her uh, Marvel movie. Oh shit! I need an explanation. Are, are you just are you just realizing that now? Yeah, because oh, like her Marvel movie comes out like this year. Oh, it's gonna be an origin story. Yeah. That sucks. Which, I just want to throw this in real quickly. I think it's awesome and absolutely hilarious that just, this is completely off topic, that the Sonic movie has been basically set back an entire year. <laughs> because it was, it was so badly done and the internet just went raging over it. Do it right the first time. <laughs> Nobody asked for weird blue legs. What? Some it's also running shoes. Anyways, I don't want to talk. Yeah, about he. It. I don't want to talk it, about. I it. don't want to talk about it. Either. I just it came into my mind, and I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> um, I do appreciate the internet every so often. <laughs> um, but the way she died was, it was it was probably the more awkward of the deaths and unfortunate of the deaths. Yeah. Well, because, again, it was like, it's such a heroic thing, and it's like, you've never really seen two heroes duke it out. To die? To die. Right. You know? And it's like, who who would be more effective in I've, battle? I've, I feel like, also, it was like, it would have been a lot more heartbreaking if Hawkeye died. Over, uh... I agree. Because he has a family. Right, but that's the exact reason why I think it was sadder for Natasha to die. Because she knew that he had a family. Right. And that she's willing to sacrifice himself for not only the world, but specifically for her best friend's family. Because she doesn't want their father, or he doesn't want them to grow up without without a dad, even if, if the plan worked. Right. Versus her, where her only relationship was kind of with the Hulk, for all we know. Right. Which, that didn't last because uh, the Hulk left 
or got sent off world after the entire Ultron situation. And then it was just, it was nothing after that. So Natasha being gone is just, just her willing to sacrifice herself just puts her higher up in my book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no opinions? Uh, no. Okay. Not really. I mean, they liked the movie. I like Xavier it. liked the movie. I liked the movie. Yeah. Want to talk about Supergirl real quickly? I will talk about all of the DC Arrowverse. Do you want to? Because we are at time already, but we're going to go long. Yeah, it's a spoiler cast. We can throw up an extra thirty for all I care. Um, so these this recent season, I still got to watch uh, Legends, but Legends hasn't really been too connected, as far as I know, with the the big three of this. That being Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. So, I'll talk about Arrow this season since it's, like, next season's its final season. Right. Um, I felt like in the beginning of season seven of Arrow, there was no immediate threat. But they were doing something that was interesting to me that caught my attention more than what was ever happening in the present time. Because in the first season of Arrow, it was like, we're going to go to when Ollie first crashed on Lian Yu, which was the island. In this one, we're going into the future, where you meet uh, Oliver's son, William, who's all grown up by this point, and he goes to find Roy Har- Harper on Lian Yu. Um, and then uh, you end up meeting him and Felicity Smoke's daughter. As like the series progresses, you learn that Oliver has a sister... Uh, named Emiko, who was essentially the bastard daughter of his father and another woman, who Oliver's mother ended up paying off, and or not paying off, but is doing something and threatening the woman's life to the point where his dad was like, all right, cool, can't be here anymore, and ends up ruining this little girl's life. And she ends up joining this Dante Alighieri-style, like, super group that end up uh, being all types of in the government and whatnot, and she ends up trying to legitimately destroy everything that is related to Oliver Queen and his entire family legacy. Um, they end up duking it out. They end up being on the same size at the end, and Emiko ends up dying. That's essentially what happens in that. But the future story, which is saying what could have been for the future children of Oliver Queen and Felicity, and it had such a more interesting take on what was happening in the universe, and then it ends. Um, by the end of it, uh, I'll, I'll talk about when I get to the crossover event. Uh, Flash was super interesting because it started out going one way and then it kind of just like went everywhere and then got to a really good end with, uh, the reverse Flash. Um, the, at the beginning of this, of the season, they had a very sympathetic bad guy by the name of Cicada, which is essentially was this dude who, um... He was just a, a regular steel mill worker or whatever, didn't really have a good life, lived by himself, drunk all the time. Um, during a meta attack, in quotations, uh, his, I want to say his like, brother or something like that, him and his wife end up dying, and he has to take, uh, you know, be the parent to this little girl. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, care too much because it's like, it's, it's not my child, whatever. Uh, as time goes on, he ends up, like, treating her like his own daughter, and they have, they, you know, they <laughs> pull a little family together. He buys a house, 
stops getting drunk. He's, you know, built her a little dollhouse. Like, they're living the happy life. And then they go out to a, um, like, a carnival or a fair. And at the same time as whatever was happening at the end of the season before that, where Flash and Excess uh, end up punching a satellite and it breaks into pieces, it falls down and... It hits the ground and causes a shockwave to happen where the little girl is now put into a coma. And the dude gets uh, hit with a dagger or a, a shard that came off of the satellite that landed. And now he's like, he blames the meta for the situation. Uh, he's also gaining powers by this point. So now his powers are fueled or increasing his rage. So he's going around killing other metahumans. Because he blames them on the messed up society that plagued him and his uh, his niece. So he's like, okay, cool. You have you have a proper motivation. All you wanted was a good life for this little girl. You changed your life around, and then because of the asshole of last season, every meta got to die. It's a sympathetic bad guy. I can I can cope with that. Um, <clears throat> halfway through the season, you figure out that Nora, which is Excess, Barry Allen's daughter from the future, is working with the reverse Flash, Eobar Thawne, who in the future is in prison, and he has, like, uh, what should be, like, a day to live, but because of time travel, she can travel back, like, ten minutes before she leaves or whatever, and it kind of looks weird. What, what their entire goal was, or what Eobard Thawne's goal was, is that they need to kill Cicada, or finish Cicada, who, who they didn't catch in, in the current timeline, and destroy the dagger. If they destroy the dagger, Eobard Thawne can get free, and then he disappears into the negative speed force and goes throughout time as usual. Um, with that happening, and they when they completed all that, Nora ends up disappearing because she's not, I guess, technically something in the timeline makes her not exist. Wait, she disappears? Yeah, like she is erased from existence. Mm. So something that happens in the main timeline that leads up to them not catching Cicada makes Nora's existence happen. But in the comic books, in the comic books, Nora doesn't exist. They have a, a daughter and a, a pair of twins by the name of Dawn. I'm going to call them Donnie, D-O-N, I was saying, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't like it because... It doesn't mesh with the premise of time that they have in the show. Yeah, no, it's super weird. It, it's really weird. I like the character that played Nora because uh, she she like she she's a uh, mid thirties, but she looks like she could be like a younger a young twenties, and she looks like she could actually be like Barry and Iris's daughter. So, and their interaction is pretty good, but it was kind of weird. Because they were treating her like as if she was like 12 and new to the speedster thing and whatnot, which I guess at that point she really was. But it, it was interesting that the end fight between Flash XS and Reverse Flash was pretty good. And they, they had a situation and whatever. And there's one thing that Eobard Thawne mentions to Barry by the end of it was, I'll see you in the next crisis. It's like, okay, alright. So. After that, Nora disappears in original existence, and now everything is kind of just as is. What was interesting is that with Nora coming back to the past and changing everything, it upped the... Okay, so I th have you seen Flash Season 1? 
Yes. Okay, and you? Part of it. Okay, so there's a there's a thing in Flash where there is a, a paper that says the Flash is missing, right? That happens at, like, 2025 or something like that. Is this... That was Netflix whole, Flash? Yeah. That's what the whole first season was about, was right. stopping that whole event. Right, it? kind it of. Turns out Same that, one on UPN 11? Yes. UPN 11, what? Whichever. The TV show. CW. CW. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Same, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, with that happening, with Nora going back to the past and helping with Cicada and messing up the timeline... It bumps that time of Flash disappearing to 2019. So Flash disappearing happens during the Crisis on Infinite Earth, which is happening next season. Uh, Supergirl, probably the best season of Supergirl so far, because um, the, wh- what the entire premise of the season is is literally humans versus aliens in terms of like powerful, powerful racism. Like, like it's straight up, it's powerful because like it's one one man is it's like Supergirl is dealing with this with the situation. The government is coming in to step against um, to step against the the alien defense organization or whatever, and they're having them try to take control of it. At the same time, uh, do you think? Uh Will Shazam ever be introduced into that universe? No. No? No, because he's on the big screen now. Okay. Um, with... I don't know, I just I just know... I, didn't you say that Superman has made an appearance in Supergirl? Yes. But it still is like... They're, 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 they won't ever be main stage. It's, and anybody in the, in the prime Justice League besides the Barry Allen Flash... Because shows Superman Which, yeah. Also, I... Who was Superman? I don't know the actor's name. So, also, the uh, when it comes to the DC thing, did you also hear that the guy who plays Cyborg is stepping down and he doesn't want to play it for the next movie? That's fine. It's a smart move. Probably. But it's just like, just before he gets this movie. Which is completely fine. <laughs> um, right, he didn't add anything... I thought he was one of the more interesting characters in the... Yeah, but you can't... In a movie full of flaws, it's not going right, to help. Right, exactly. Anyways, um, so as you're watching the season of Supergirl, you're seeing a lot of things happen. They introduce a character by the name of Red Daughter, which is essentially her, the... Like, the Elseworlds version of Superman landing in Russia, becoming the Red Sun, essentially being the Superman of Russia... Um, so they have that, but the way they did it is that there was a, like, a black kryptonite thing that happened in the season before that that split Supergirl in two when she touched it, and the clone landed in Russia. So as this is happening, you see the Russian military train the Supergirl and stuff like that. So you're like, okay, so let's see where this comes into play. But, uh, at the same time, while they're dealing with this whole aliens versus human thing, um... A character by the name of Ben Lockwood, who's played by Sam Witwer, who plays Darth Maul in the uh, either Star Wars Rebels or Clone Wars series. He was also the apprentice in um, The Force Unleashed. He was also in Being Human. He's been in a lot of stuff. Um, plays Deacon in Days Gone. Uh, 
we should add more time because uh, there's some interesting things about the new Star Wars movie that I want to talk about, but yeah. we just don't have time. Yeah. Um, but he ends up like he has an entire situation that involves aliens. He's a he's a professor at at a university, and he's like he teaches history. So he's like you know history, 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 whatever. Um, his dad is very. I guess spacious. I don't know what you would call it. Being racist against aliens. I'm gonna say racist. Um, he's like they're taking all our jobs and they're bringing all this stuff here and it's you know straight up. That's it's straight up what it is. He's like the South Park character. It's straight up. It's straight up what it is. Just hundred percent. He um he's like uh like the dude's father's like taking our jobs whatever. He's like they run a steel mill. But then another another company ends up bringing over bringing nth metal, which is the strongest unbreakable metal in the universe. So it's like they use that, nothing will break down. So well, there you go. And like in the beginning of like that dude's story arc, the dad's workers end up going over to the nth metal factory and start assaulting these other people. Um, Later on, the dude, the the father ends up closing closing down the entire factory, and a whole bunch of other stuff end up happening. Where you see that the, his life, their lives have been affected throughout the, the the seasons of Supergirl when stuff started happening, like uh, their entire like the induced entire house got burned down when the um, Daxamites roll through and stuff like that, and they have to find a new home and um, when. In a sad way, the comedy relief without the comedy. Just terrible. Uh, when, when I think it was when the Kryptonians came and started attacking, or the Dark Kryptonians, uh, an earthquake happened, and the dude's father ends up dying in his factory, and so he starts becoming more and more like against aliens and stuff like that, where he wants to repeal the act that allow aliens to safely um, call Earth their home and stuff like that. He ends up getting contacted by these people by the name of Otis and Mercy Graves, who are henchmen to Lex Luthor, and he, he they ended up giving him like this body armor, so he becomes this dude by the name of Agent Liberty, and he just kind of rises up the ranks and stuff like that, and essentially his entire goal is to get rid of aliens. Aliens do not belong on Earth. This is this is Earthlings' homes, so why are the aliens here? You know, he starts calling them like roaches and slandering them, and literally going to the to the point where it goes so high in the government that he gets he is able to deputize his little cult of people that hate aliens, and they're going to people's houses and taking people's family members and throwing them in internment camps. Yeah, it's crazy. Like right, so halfway through the season, Lex Luthor shows up. And he's, he has cancer. He's been in prison because I guess the last thing that he did was he was trying to, he made a red sun thing that was effectively destroying the world. And so he got jailed for it. Also killed an entire jury and the judge before he was actually put in jail. While this is happening, you find out that uh, he's, he's been going, he's been able to get out of prison and he's going to Kaznia to train the Red Daughter. And he's, like, helping her understand, trying to teach her how to hate America. 
and all this stuff because his entire plan is he's going to train the Red Daughter, they're going to kill Supergirl, they're going to have Kaznia invade the U.S., and then Lex is going to destroy, destroy them and, and the Red Daughter to make it look like he's a, the hero that he wants to be. But you... <coughs> That's what he did in the comic books. Right. That's, the, that's how he became president or whatever. Yeah. So, also while this is happening, um, it's just Supergirl is dealing with a whole bunch of stuff since the, uh, somebody high up in the military that works like almost right under the president, not like the, the Surgeon General or whatever, but somebody ends up uh, going into the DEO, which is the, the government uh, alien like defense agency or whatever, and... Uh, she's trying to figure out who Supergirl is. So while a lot of people end up that's in there know who Supergirl is, they have to like wipe all their memories, including Supergirl's sister, to protect her identity so that nobody else gets hurt. Uh, oh, oh, <laughs> music! Everybody. Oh wow, that was two fails in one episode. Oh, uh, I was not expecting a phone call. That's pretty good for you. Yeah, it's just Bill <laughs> Collector's telling me that I suck. Yeah? Yeah. That's what they do. Uh, anyways, so, by the end of it, it's, it's, was watching, watching all this stuff happen, it just feels like everything is flying out the window. Martian Manhunter's dealing with his own problem. They introduce a new character by the name of Nia Nall, who plays Dreamer, who is a half-human, half-alien, transgender woman who has the ability to look into the future, and they use that as a play into the entire anti-alien situation. And Lex Luthor being... Do you know who played Lex Luthor in this season? No. John Cryer. John Better known as, like, uh... What was it? Uh, the dude who plays the younger brother in Two and a Half Men. Oh, him? Yeah. He plays a really decent Lex. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I didn't think I was going to like it at first. I'm like, John Cryer as, as Lex Luthor? As Alexander Joseph Luthor? No, it doesn't seem right. And you watch him, he's like, he can he can nail that part. He can, I, he can that's, play. I always say, just give people a chance. Yeah. And then if they, if they suck, then they suck. Right. But, like, he, he, he can, he can be Lex. Lex is calm, collective, and calculating, but he's also a super huge, like, pompous ass, and John Cryer can play that, and it was really good. Um, John Lifkow also would be great at it. But he'd be crazy. I love John Lifkow. Anyways, uh, so <laughs> during the crisis event, there uh, a situation where this dude by the name of, uh, I want to say the Beyonder, he comes through, he gives a guy a book, and he has the ability to rewrite reality. In the first episode in the... in Was it Flash? Yeah, in Flash, Barry and Oliver switch bodies. So, Barry is... Go for it. Can I... Sorry. Um, you, if you're right in the middle of something, but I just had a question because it just came... Um, what uh, world is this? What do you mean? Like... DC? Yeah, it's DC. Is Swamp Thing? Swamp Thing Swamp Thing is in DC, yes, but in the Arrowverse he doesn't exist. Okay. But they are making a TV show or an internet show for him. Yes, they are. I think it just came out. Like, I just saw something for a yeah. pilot. It it looks pretty dope, actually. They have so I, that's why I... Because um, I 
started watching it yesterday and it had the like the yeah, DC that's... intro. Yeah. So okay, that's yeah. But it's not gonna. Is it not Swamp gonna thing, factor Swamp into thing what up you're in talking the about? Won't probably happen. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, if, if pretty anything, sure it's its own thing, but it, at the same time, it just, well, it was part of Vertical Comics, and if anything, he would be if they ever do a Justice League Dark type situation with Constantine, that's the bench, the best chance you'll ever get them on like main TV. It looks like it's more made to be like a scary movie type thing. If you, if the first like fifteen anything. minutes, I I only watched like fifteen minutes of it, and it was kind of well, the first part seemed kind of dark, so. If you've ever read anything Constantine, yeah, it's in that same vein. Anyways, okay. um, during the crossover event, Barry and Oliver switch bodies, so they go get, and everybody in their respective like teams, after they switch bodies, think that one is the other in that term. It's like, okay, Oliver is now Barry, but he's married to Barry's actual, or to Barry's wife, and he they think he's the Flash, where Oliver... Um, or where Barry is Oliver and all the people on Team Flash thinks that, you know, he's Oliver. So they're trying to figure out what's going on. So they go to uh, Supergirl's Earth because they live on different Earths because multiverse theory, whatever. Um, and they go talk to Kara. Which, multiverse theory the reason why Stop. I'm pissed off that they have what's-her-name disappear because it doesn't make sense in a multiverse theory. What are you talking about? Well, you said that one of the girls in The Flash just disappears because she did something in the past and now she doesn't exist. Right, but that it's, that it's doesn't timeline happen. versus multiverse theory. Right. But Those are two separate things. We're right. not going to get into it. Right. I'm we're just not, saying. No, but we're not getting into it. When you combine it, I'm not getting into it. Exist you're going to go for it, and I'm going to stop you because I'm not going to get into that right Anyways, now. we're going long, so you need to... I'm trying to, but you keep interrupting. I do not. Yes, you just did Since it. Since when? You're doing it right now. I don't think so. I'm going to go as long as I need to now. Whoa, hey. Yeah, you can't stop me. Well, I um, mean, I technically can. I can push pause. You can, but then I can just scrap the whole podcast. Oh, that's fine. Wow. Wow, yeah. so bitter. I mean, you you want me to finish, but you're interrupting. I'm sorry, did you say something? Uh, yeah, Mr. <laughs> I'm playing games on my phone. I'm listening. I just Nate. don't want... I'm trying not to interrupt. Yeah, because that's working so well. It is. It's, isn't it, Nate? That's I'm doing you... better than usual. I'm just going to continue. Thank you. <laughs> um... So they go to they go to the alternate Earth and they grab Kara and Superman and they end up fighting Amazo, which is a super highly advanced robot that has the ability to copy powers just by looking at them and analyzing them. So it takes all four of the superheroes, that being Green Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, and Superman, to stop the robot, and they do it. Um, in the second episode, uh, they end up going to Gotham to figure out if they can go find the guy who's been alternating reality. Dude works in Arkham Asylum, um, and that's when they end up meeting Kate Kane, who we talked about in the last podcast, that being of Batwoman. Um, Ruby Rose playing Batwoman is pretty good. I'm really excited for the show. I want to see more of it. They do a nod to the world's finest, and they mention that both Batman is in, uh, is in Gotham, or in the main Earth timeline, that being Arrow and Flash's world. And also in Supergirl's world, because Superman has worked with Batman, so he's established in both universes. And then, um, 
Where's he at then? Because like, she takes over. Yeah, in in Bat in Batwoman or in uh, in the Earth where Kate Kane is, where we meet Batwoman, they're saying that Bruce has been gone for three years, so he just disappeared. Okay. Um, and sabbatical. I mean, that's where he goes and finds himself in like. Uh, what? What Batman was that? When Christian. His name is. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, I'm not acknowledging the fact that the Nolan verse exists. I feel like it does, just because I have feelings, in no, you my, don't. my feelings. They don't have feelings. I mean, I had a, a feeling. Once. Anyways, so they end up um, they end up fighting the guy, and uh, he ends up getting away. Uh, the the Beyonder. The dude, the dude who gave him the book ends up taking the book and says, yo, here, try again. Think bigger. Think think bigger. So in Supergirl's episode, uh, Oliver and Barry get their bodies back, but they're taken to a different reality where their powers, don't. they don't have their powers, and Oliver doesn't know what he's doing with a bow. Um, they get caught by Superman, who is essentially just... Uh, the crazy dude who had the book, he turned himself into Superman. So they end up finding uh, a way to go to Superman's Earth, and they grab that Superman and bring it back. So there's a whole huge fight. Oliver eventually... uh, Or they end up figuring out that the only way to stop the guy is that if Kara and Barry run around the Earth enough and fast enough to stop the Earth so that time stops. That's not how that works. But the way that they were just kind of like, I guess, making an homage to a different movie. They were making an homage to the original uh, Superman movie where he flies backwards and yeah. turns uh, time backwards. Yeah, so what they were doing is Carl was going to go one way and Barry was going to go the other way and they both have to hit like Mach 7. So with that, they they make a probability that like if you guys do that, you guys are going to burn up and disappear. So they start doing that. So Oliver ends up fighting the Beyonder, and he makes a deal with him, saying that, like, you have to understand that Barry and, and Kara, they they inspire hope. They're here, and they do what they can to save everybody. Where like me, I have just darkness in my past, and I need to do all. I'm doing what I what I can, but it's, it's just not enough. So what you can do is that you just take me, and you save them. Take me when you need me for when something seriously is about to happen. And and whatever, and so he Class, ends up classic deal with the devil. Yeah, so he he rewrites reality, and and um, he rewrites reality so that when Barry and Kara hit Mach Mach Seven, they don't burn up. So they're able to get the book and they're able to change the, the reality back. So so after that's all done, you know they you, they all continue their respective shows. At the end of. At the end of Arrow, literally, uh, they defeat they defeat the bad guy. They destroy the people that are trying to kill them. But Oliver and Felicity and their new with their new pregnancy ends up having to going into hiding. As soon as they have the kid, they maybe spend like a month or two together, and then the Beyonder comes through and is like, "It's time, we gotta go." So he has to leave his child and his wife and disappear into the ether for however long it is. At the end of the future timeline, after uh, Oliver's kids end up saving what the city, 
Felicity ends up meeting up with the Beyonder, and she, he ends up taking her to him in the future. So we don't know what's happening there. Uh, the only thing that changes in Flash is that all uh, the timeline changes so that Barry disappears too early in 2019 instead of 2025. So that has to do with the crisis. And Supergirl, after Lena Luthor, who's Lex's adoptive sister, kills Lex, the Beyonder comes through and essentially uh, brings him, or is like taking him and reversing time so that Lex Luthor isn't dead. And also summons a, another Green Martian to fight the Martian Manhunter, who may or may not be John Jones's brother. That's it for the main three. I don't know what's going on in Legends. Because Legends didn't have a crossover event this year, which is weird to me. That's fine. And Black Lightning is not connected to the Arrowverse. Interesting. Yeah. And why is that? Yeah. They just don't like black people? That's racist. Isn't that the whole point of the show? Is against racism? I'm not for this at all. What say you? I'm going to push you in front of a bus. <laughs> Bye, David. Uh, <laughs> that's how Nate's got to say it. Bye, David. <laughs> wow. Wow. I see where your loyalties lie. I've never really been into comics, so I had these different verses. And, I mean, but you honestly, watch the Marvel movies. Well, yeah, but... I don't know. I, I know of characters mm-hmm. I just never was into comic books so like the the backstories I guess through right. comics I it's means nothing to me like I have no idea so um obviously Batman Superman um Iron Man like all those mm-hmm. you know of them you've heard of them so it's kind of easy to watch those movies and all that stuff. But. I guess. It was like, I never, I never, I mean, I, I have comics, but all my comics are of, like, characters that are not in the Arrowverse. Like, like Flash is, like, Flash is a well-known superhero enough to where, you know, he gets his own show. Cool, that's good. Um, well, like Arrow. So, Arrow. Right. That was the first one, right? Yes. So, not knowing he was a DC character. Mm-hmm. And... Going into it, kind of like seeing the um, commercials for it when season one was coming out. Like, oh, this show looks kind of cool. And then you're watching um, the first season. Nothing really magical happens in the first season. Like, magic-wise. Or Did you want magic? No. Was a show called Arrow? No, it was good. Right. But then in the second season, I think there was finally um, something with kind of like the ultra, you know, like. No, in, in, in the second it was, season, it was dealing with the, the Mirakuru drug and Deathstroke. Season three is where they introduced the Lazarus Pit, which coming back to life. And. Uh, bringing either Sarah or Thea back. Yeah, I. Uh, that's when I stopped watching. Was once they introduced Rachel Cool. 
Because I, I mean, like, I'm just the, like, oh, it's just Batman. <laughs> where do those guys come from in the second season? What do you mean, where do they come from? Well, because when, like, seeing the commercials and not knowing that it was part of the DC universe, um, to I, me it was, like, a story of a kid that was, um, that was lost at sea for so long and then kind of came back and was taking vengeance on basically people that... Yeah, and for me, I didn't know Arrow was about DC at all for the first three years. I didn't watch it. And then I finally sat down and watched it and was like, oh, I'll, everybody's talking about Arrow. I'll watch it. And I was like, oh, it's a DC thing. They never really advertised it as a DC thing. It was just, they would just talk about... In the pre in the commercials, they would just talk about kid being shipwrecked, coming back, fighting for, like going yeah, through these struggles, <laughs> and you're like, I think you guys just did a terrible job of marketing this to a lot of people. Well, I think at the time, if you think about it, the DC brand, what was the major thing at the time? Man of Steel. Yeah, Superman. And and, and the Christopher Nolan flicks. So like throwing DC onto it was like. May or may not have been Buzzkill. No, I'm just saying that for me, like, the season one was a good season, and I liked the show. And then it just, stuff got weird, and I did not know that it was part of the DC universe. So I didn't know, like, it's a, people it's a, coming it's from it's another it's universe, you know what I mean? So if I would have known that, then I probably would have continued watching it, because I would have known all right. it, like... Most of the time through Arrow's run specifically... Other other Earths or don't really factor in except for maybe one character, and that happens in season season five, and that's not like towards the end of the season. Well, I, I there, just, there's like people with powers and stuff, right? Yes, but that happens in the Flash, and the reason why that happens is due to a scientific incident. So is that, is there multiverse or whatever it's called, they're not dealing with aliens or anything like that? Uh, in Supergirl they are. In Supergirl they are, okay. And they do have a crossover event where aliens do come up, but that's the only time it's really ever mentioned. Okay. I don't remember, I mean, there's something that, that just kind of started, just kind of started getting weird and I stopped watching it. Good news, comic books are weird. <laughs> what? I mean, I'm just saying, we, no, just, we, just, talked, just, saying, we like, just talked 30 minutes about a big-ass purple Barney-looking alien that has the ability to snap people out of existence. Actually, he doesn't. It's the glove and stones. Thank you, Xavier. The intent is through his <laughs> I'm just saying that when they... You were not expecting it, and it came out of nowhere, and it threw you off. It did. Got it, mate. Yes. Just like when I saw Dust to Dawn for the first time, I didn't know it was about vampires. Yeah. So the first part of the movie, I was like, oh, it's a very interesting kidnapping movie. And then all of a sudden it turns weird and he goes into vampires. And I was like, okay. You should have saw Quentin Tarantino in front of you. You should have known shit was going to get weird. I, did you, what did you just call it? From Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. Okay. The first time I saw that, I was young. I, I, I thought he said, the dust. I'm like what? First time I he saw might have. I might have. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, like, he, he's been pronouncing a lot of things wrong. Yeah. Dawn. 
I have. Yes, but yeah, I no. I, I, that's why I take every show that I watch now with a grain of, a grain of salt. Because you never know what's going to happen in it. Because, like, if you watch Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you can think that, okay, it's about, you know, the entire government of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, boom, season whatever the hell, Ghost Rider comes up out of nowhere. Like, you just don't expect stuff like that. But it's, it's comic books. It, like, no, like, the only reason why I knew that Arrow was about Green Arrow, because if you've ever seen, like, any animated DC property, that being of Batman or Superman or Justice League or anything like that, they'll bring in Green Arrow as Oliver Queen. That's the only reason why I knew it was DC. Um, they just did do good marketing and the whole thing, because it was very confusing at first. But... Now, everybody knows. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will admit, like, season one and two of Arrow are really good. Season three starts to decline. It wasn't until season... What was it? Yeah, okay, so season five with the bad guy in that one and the one after that was really good. So, yeah, I lost interest around season three. Yeah. Uh, and then season seven, that one felt weird because it didn't feel like there was an overt threat. Until, like, there was more of a threat in the future timeline that was happening than rather than the main timeline. The only thing that they were really dealing with was okay, the same bad guy from the previous season is still out there. Okay, we got him. All right, now there's this inner weird super gang relation thing, and we don't know who they're working for. Okay, cool. Oliver has a younger sister now. The younger sister is the leader of this, this gang. All right. And now she wants to blow up the city. Oh, okay, we got there really quick. Huh. The future timeline had a lot more going for it. Um, Flash, season one, season two are really good. Season three is all right. Season four sucked. Season five is all right. Uh, Supergirl, season one, is just a setup season. Season two was better season three eh. season four really good strictly because Lex Luthor changes the entire dynamic of the show good old Lex yeah anyways not the same Lex that plays in right Batman vs Superman no I'm just kidding no you're not <laughs> you're not kidding <laughs> we ready to wrap, we ready to wrap this Luthers. up yeah yeah Next, I don't, I don't know why you're waiting on me. I've been talking for next week, an hour and a half. You have been. We will be back with a actual video, podcast. an actual video, an actual podcast, podcast yeah. an actual video podcast. This has been kind of a relaxed special um, spoiler. We had a lot to talk about, and we, I forgot the thing to record. Yeah, David I mean, I brought the stuff to record. David gets an effort today. Card. <laughs> so I'll just say goodbye is that just how you're gonna end it yeah I mean what else is there to say like subscribe we don't have to say any of that we have that <laughs> oh <laughs> oh, yeah, oh boy alright goodbye everybody Bye. thanks for tuning in 
Thank you for listening to the Nailed It Podcast. If you like it, please subscribe to all our social media. Our Facebook is at the Nailed It Podcast. Our Twitter is the Nailed It Pod. Also look for us on Patreon. Thank you for listening.